0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for
1: Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com.
0: Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm with my nine-year-old, I mean, well, we've been friends for nine years old. He's not actually nine years old. We've been friends for nine years old. Friend, Ben King. How you doing, Ben?
1: Oh, AJ, Uh, it, it's good to be Facebook official friends for nine years. <laughs> but uh, man, I'm uh, I'm doing great. The weather feels like it's college football time. We had the first uh, 1A college football game yesterday, if you can call that a game. And uh, man, I'm ready for real football to start up. That's right. So let's get after it. Yeah.
0: Um let's just talk about the Florida game because you you got to watch a good bit of it. Um I was I was unfortunately I was only able to watch it. I was uh watching it kind of off and on. Um but I wasn't able to watch the whole thing through. Ben, what was your impressions of this game, especially since Auburn does play Florida this year? What what was your impressions of the game?
1: Yeah, so I think in our our season preview, you can go and listen to kind of how I feel about Florida. Uh I think if they play us the way they played Miami last night, we'll beat them by forty. Ooh. Because that was embarrassing. Felipe Franks is playing like a child. He's a veteran on the team. He's they're fumbling the ball all over the place. He's mocking the fans and like <laughs> yelling, "This is my time." It's like, how old are you? You little twelve Weird. year old? <laughs> Calm down. So, look, Florida. Florida's a mess right now. Their defense is a joke. And they should have beat Miami by four touchdowns. So I,
0: I could have seen that. Uh,
1: I, I was embarrassed for the SEC. Well, they need to get better, but hopefully not that much better before we beat them down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do play them kind of early in the season, so we'll see uh, if they're able to fix what they've... They obviously had some big issues. Um, I mean, it was a... From what I could tell and the highlights I was watching of it uh it, it was it was a dog fight back and forth um which is a almost a great thing that you know that was our first game hey this isn't like a runaway cupcake kind of game but at the same time you're thinking really like this is one of the worst from what i understand one of the worst miami teams um i know they've been a little bit rebuilt but like it's not that great florida should have um put that team away real quickly uh one uh just kind of announcement, uh so Derek Brown, uh he got announced uh on the AP preseason All American list, uh which is really awesome, uh showing obviously we know he's very talented, but getting some recognition on preseason lists are always a good way to do that. Uh and other news, so this is uh more SEC talk, but I just thought it was very interesting that uh Mississippi State uh so if you didn't hear this past week, Mississippi State, uh, they got into a, a more NCAA issues. And uh, this one was uh, one where some some of the tutors, they ended up doing multiple assignments, exams. Um, and, and in some instances, apparently, there were some uh, entire courses done uh, for a student, like student athletes, not just one, but multiple. And uh, I just thought that was very similar to what happened with, uh, Missouri, which, I mean, that was just back in what, earlier this year, I believe, or late last yep. year, um, when they got caught with that. And, uh, I thought that was very interesting The Mississippi state with all of this, they're on probation for three years and they lost four scholarships over the, a two year span. And, uh, so it's two scholarships per year. Not really that big of a difference. Um, I mean, obviously it does hurt a little bit. Um, but then I was looking at Missouri and Missouri, when they had their, uh, NCA violation, that was almost identical to this. Uh, it, it was a one season post-season ban. Um, and I was thinking it's very interesting that the NCA ruled, it seems harsher on Missouri for this. Um, which I thought was very interesting. Um, then what's your takes on this?
1: Yeah, I think it's a bias within the SEC and NCAA. Like, They should have these things regulated based on if you break these set of rules, these are the punishments. And right now we're seeing two different SEC teams in the East versus the West getting completely different rulings. Yeah. And Mississippi State, look, if you do the crime, you should do the time. Hmm. And they're not having to. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. Feel bad for Kelly Bryant going over to Missouri. Yeah, right. Made the wrong choice, buddy, but kind of sucks for him and mississippi state just gets to you know do an entire class of algebra which (laughs) come on mississippi state make it a harder class (laughs) you have to pass these guys through not eighth grade yeah
0: right i was thinking the this is about algebra i mean not not to you know math is hard for a lot of people but like this is college like i'm pretty sure to get out of high school, you got to at least take an algebra class. And unless they were already cheating pretty hard in high school, like, I don't know. It was just, it just seemed very weird that it was just algebra. Like if it was like a chemistry or like a physics, like I totally would have understood. Those are a little bit harder classes, but really? (laughs) Okay. Um, let's talk about some Auburn stuff. So Bo Nix, as you well know, is our starting quarterback. Um, Ben and I, the last time we uh, did our show, uh, we hadn't seen uh, Bo Nix doing the press conference. We saw Gus do his press conference, but uh, Ben, I wanted to get your impressions on Bo Nix being a true freshman uh, and having a press conference and how you thought he handled himself with it all.
1: Yeah, he's fantastic and well beyond his years when it comes to a press conference. He's poised, answer all the questions well, uh, very confident. And it showed, you know, being the son of a quarterback and having a former Auburn quarterback as his father and coach, the, uh, it, it shows through, you know, having been trained based on the, uh, Auburn offense under Gus Malzahn, kind of, uh, what Pat Nix was able to bring into his offense and communicating that to the press that was all very impressive.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you could just tell even though he's what i think 18 years old maybe 19 at this point he had some some very good confidence that uh, in what his abilities are and i think that's really important um especially taking on a big team your first game um in Oregon and leading i mean not only an SEC team like there there's a lot of things that I, if if i was in his position or a lot of almost everybody it we're in his position. I feel like they they wouldn't be able to handle it this well, and that's uh, that's more to do probably with uh, the preparation of not only just football preparation but also just life applications. Um, his parents have obviously raised him very well.
1: Yeah, one thing that was wild that I thought was like, yeah, man, you you get him. Is he? They were asking him, "What does it feel to be?" you know, the first freshman since 1946. And he was like, well, you know, this is all part of my plan. I've always <laughs> been planning to come to Auburn and to be the starting quarterback and to win a championship and win a Heisman trophy. And I was like, Oh man, to throw it all out there. Man.
0: Yeah. Right. First press in, conference, one, so. in one sentence, he was like, yeah, I'm about to just be the man. <laughs> and you're thinking, wow, this, this guy, he's got the moxie for sure. Um, one thing and Ben, I, I, we, we talked about, um, doing a little bit more X and O's and I, I thought this would be a good opportunity to do so. Um, so we looked at some of the bone film, um, and this was specifically for, uh, back at eight a, um, and, uh, I just wanted to talk through some of that and see like what we saw or uh, let the listeners know what we saw from an X and O's perspective from bone Um, so obviously one of the things that you probably saw that Nix did very well even though technically the wide, the the quarterbacks were not live was that Nix ran the RPOs and mm-hmm. he could read the line and typically like the the way that you read line is you read the end you see where he's going uh and that kind of determines if you hand it off or keep it. Um, and I thought that was very interesting, but the play that, uh, we watched Ben and I did was the play that it it was like the end was already blocked, but it was an interior lineman, uh, that went completely unblocked and went directly for the running back. And Bo Nix saw the guy come in and he was like, well, I'm going to take it. And then he takes it. Um, I mean, technically five yards, I think down the field, but it, if it was in a live game it probably would have been like a 20-yard run. um, And that's the kind of uh, thing that I liked about him. Um, ben, did you get anything else out of the YouTube video?
1: Yeah, well, I know he's mobile, and being able to see him move around in the pocket and look off his wide receivers was one of the biggest things that I saw. Uh, one of the things is he knows the play as well, and he knows where a wide receiver is supposed to be, so yeah. he's not even looking in that direction yeah. when he's moving around waiting for the play to develop and then he'll turn back and nail that guy
0: that's something like a senior would do i mean that yeah that's not something that you'd see an incoming true freshman being able to Not do. typically
1: I, yeah being able to draw off the the safeties and the corners with your eyes is yeah. something that typically you don't have coming in as a freshman quarterback but bonus can do it day one
0: yeah and that's crazy well before even day one um true you saw it in a day and that's that's just crazy itself um something else that that we noticed and and I think Ben and I when we did our review of the 8 Day game uh we were very impressed that when Bo Nix had open guys that had wide receivers that had beaten their defender down the field Bo didn't freak out he didn't uh throw it too far um he just left it right under the guy and uh that's that's pretty cool Uh, that that gives me some hope Obviously, it was an eight-day game, so like it is an eight-day game, but at the same time, that's kind of encouraging. Like he's got some pressure on him, and uh, yet he's still able to put it in there.
1: And you look at his footwork; is fantastic. And even in some cases where he's being pressured, he just let his arm do all the pass. Yeah, it was complete arm strength, and thirty-yard bullet just via his arm is incredible. Yeah, for
0: sure. And a lot of there was even one time uh, that we watched uh, from A-Day where it was a blown up screen and Jaime bow was able to get out of it without getting a, a sack with 10 yards negative play. Like It, it would have yeah, been that bad. And he was like, he knew where his guy was and he just pretty much got it to him and decided to do something with it. And uh, he had a guy right in his face too. And I think that's was really awesome. So I think that kind of leads us into... Uh, one of the a comment that a couple of the wide receivers have made over the last uh couple I don't know it's been a, about a week they they've pretty much been saying that Joey Gatewood has uh, is probably going to have a lot and they said a lot I don't know what that means but they're going he's going to have a lot of play time against Oregon I man what what do you think the a lot means um with that
1: well, you know, once we're up by seven touchdowns, he'll play the rest of the game.
0: Then <laughs> the Optimist, the Barner, full-on Barnin.
1: <laughs> but I think it, it means that he's very talented as well, and we're going to try to give him his his shot to prove that on the field. Even though Bo, I think, because of being named the starter and because of his ability and the ceiling that we don't even know where it, where it stands... He should be given every opportunity to lead the team, but we'll see. I mean, Gus has done some crazy things in the past, so I wouldn't be surprised if he threw Joey in there to start the second half or something like that.
0: Yeah, maybe something like that. I mean, if the team needs a spark, I'm fine with it, but like, I obviously don't want to throw off Bo Nix's confidence, most importantly, uh, but also just the rhythm of the the offense.
1: In the past, if we get up big on a team, Typically, the second half will be kill the clock. And I think Mm -hmm. in this case, that if we can get up big on a team in the first half, the second half will be run our offense with the second string, second team, and just have a full different package in there running the legitimate (laughs) offense. (laughs) I'd be all for that. That would be crazy if we got to
0: that point. I don't know if we'll ever get to that point against Oregon. That would be, hey, we, we were actually able to, I was just thinking about this, we were able to do it, back in two was it 2017 against Bama even wasn't it Bama I'm pretty sure we threw in some like walk-ons at the end and you're just like <laughs> or at least second stringers and you're thinking man Gus is like throwing shade at them so hard right now and saying yeah we're we're so far ahead of you we're just gonna throw in uh whoever we want <laughs> That's all that was great um yeah. I think it's going to be interesting just to see how we're going to use Joey. There's from what they've been saying, there's some sort of way that we're going to use him. I'm just curious what that's going to be. Are we going to use him as a decoy, like wide receiver and have bow under center. And then I don't know, do I hope we don't do anything super crazy like that in the first game, but I don't know, maybe it is Gus. And uh, he's had a whole off season to come up with something. Um, Let's talk about the running back situation, um Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it, you and I both think that we we're not necessarily completely stacked at running backs, but we're content with the running backs that we have. is that would you agree with that
1: statement? man, we got a lot of talent at the running back position this year, so i I definitely say we're stacked, okay, and we're deep, so I like that. Uh, i think there's definitely two guys here that'll be a one-two punch yeah that's my my booby joiner connection yep but man there's there's six deep that we could run that uh will definitely give you know their own we could even do two groups of three you know we do running back by committee we'll do the first group (laughs) for the first half we'll do the second group for the second half it'll be great
0: so we'd have booby shivers harold joiner first half cam martin malik miller dj williams third or second half does that sound
1: good i love it yeah (laughs) yeah we'll just run two Um, different offenses
0: that would be pretty awesome uh i I can see because i i'm really hoping that we we've learned or specifically gus has learned from uh, his mistake of putting the the heavy load especially in games when they're already at hand but we're still giving the runs we're giving like we're giving the handoffs to the the guy that's probably taken 20 plus handoffs already and we need him later down the road um and i i hope we've learned to spread that out um and do more of a running back by committee um who do you think would make it into the top three running backs uh that auburn is going to play against oregon
1: uh booby joiner and shivers
0: okay you don't, you don't think like, Gus would at least give Cam Martin, the senior, any kind of like, hey, buddy, good job. Thanks for staying around. You don't think he'd make it in around?
1: Oh, I'm sure he probably will. You <laughs> okay. said, who do I think should? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't say, yeah, that's true. I didn't say, what would Gus do? I said, what do you think? Yeah, that's true. And, and I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the same boat as you. I think Booby's going to be the headliner for us, and then Sean was just a change of pace, and then... If what we're hearing about Harold Joyner just being a, a almost a fantastic athlete in a way can do a lot of different things, hopefully that can be something that we use um, to really help help get this run game going um, in 2019. Um, because I think both of us agree, like we need some sort of run game, especially with a true freshman, to almost balance out how we're going to play um, against the teams we have this year. For sure. What do you think about our H-backs and tight end position? Uh, Right now, it sounds like John Samuel Schenker, J.J. Wilson, and then uh, Spencer Nye, the fullback guy, are kind of like the top three guys from what I can figure out. There's obviously no depth chart, at least when we're recording this. Uh, But do you have like a favorite guy of those um, that we're going to play at H-back?
1: I mean, I'd love to see Spencer Nye, the fullback guy, but I'm not really sure who is going to take this position. This has been my uh, biggest question as far as, yeah. b- besides quarterback, who is going to fill this role. And whoever it is just needs to be able to block and roll out for a pass.
0: Yeah, and, and that's, it, they're really big shoes, obviously, for somebody stepping into Chandler Cox shoes. Um, and, but I, at the same time, I'm not super scared about it. I, I know there are some questions about it, but I'm not – that scared about it just because the running back situation there there's a lot of guys that are returning for us and then the whole offensive line came back so the the pieces around the the question mark that we have about h-backs and tight ends i think that should help uh almost simplify the game down for those kind of players and then help them figure out how to uh, fit into that role um, in Auburn's offense
1: for sure. But if it's going to be a battle in the trenches, we need someone to pick up that last block.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And and you saw how crucial that those blocks could be to open up a hole. Um, Even uh, I think it was this past week. I saw uh, somebody take a video of uh, Chandler Cox in the NFL for the Miami dolphins, taking out three guys. Um, oh. it was very impressive. Um, just that's hard to replace. Um, but at the same time, we have guys around them that I'm, I'm confident that we can build those H backs and, uh, get them to where they need to be. All right, Ben, let's get into the meat of this. The, the Oregon game, um, Ben, how are you feeling? Like, I, I just want to get your feelings right now going into Oregon. Uh, we're less than a week away from rec- when we're recording this um from the game what are you feeling
1: man i i feel good i uh i had a conversation with one of the guys from our portland office portland vancouver washington which is like right down the road from the oregon ducks university whatever they are (laughs) and uh man we have a gentleman's bet going on okay where the loser of the game will have to get a pin and wear it on their home depot apron for the remainder of the year Whoa. And so I've got a big bright Auburn pen to send over. Perfect. And slap slap right on one of my coworkers.
0: Does it do you remember the <laughs> bookstore? I saw one it just resurface and it said duck duck lose. And I was like, Oh man. <laughs>
1: well I, <laughs> I have I have my uh my uh what is it? Game day helmet. Oh yeah. That I painted say no to quack on it. Ooh. and it's sitting with my homage to the 2010 season <laughs> so i feel like
0: you should bring that in on friday right before the game and just oh uh, yeah <laughs> that would be awesome Walk around with it on that'd be great should Be good well it is a home depot wasn't it the home depot um like orange is that right it is yeah that's pretty awesome you should definitely do it
1: yeah so after talking to him uh discussing the ins and outs of the game Oregon doesn't seem to be as confident as I was really hoping. Okay. And, man, I think we're going to wipe the floor with them.
0: Do do you know why they're less confident than you were expecting?
1: Well, one reason, Pac-12 versus SEC. Second reason, the amount of talent we have on our defense versus their offense and vice versa. Uh, Their defense is kind of garbage. Our offense should be very good. Their offensive line is good. Their quarterback is good. Our defensive line is great. Yeah, Our overall defense is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the biggest battle here is going to be between yeah. the offensive line of Oregon and the defensive line of Auburn, and I can guarantee we're going to win that battle. So it, it should so. be a good and game, the, man.
0: And I think this is going to be a game that's probably going to be low-ish scoring, each team probably in the 20 to 30 range. And uh, just because defenses, you've been given pretty much a whole off season to scout the other team, Uh, And it's just bound to be the offense. kind of start out slow. And I think that's where the battle in the trenches is really going to pay off. Um, uh, And and then also maybe the Oregon players and even the fans are kind of leery of the wide receiver injuries that they've had in the off season. And uh, that that's, I mean, Auburn's had them too. um, But I feel like we have, we're not scared just because we had so many returning guys um, that we really right now, the only guy that is going to be out game one is going to be Anthony Schwartz. Um, It sounds like everybody else is ready to go um, at least as far as wide receivers. Um, But then Oregon, they've got uh, Brendan schooler. Uh, He's had a foot injury and is out probably until about the third game at the very earliest Um, last season, even though, he wasn't that impactful. He only caught 21 catches for 203 yards. He did get a touchdown, uh, but he was more of a wide... He was like a, the gunner um, on special teams getting down to uh, the punt returner. Um, so he he did a lot better in that position from what I can tell um, and actually made it even on the Pac-12, um, I believe, special teams uh, at the end of the year. Um, there are awards for that. Um, also Micah Pittman, he's a wide receiver. Uh, he had a shoulder injury and in one of the fall scrimmages. Uh, he is, uh, a freshman who won't play against Auburn. Um, he did probably, he was like on the cusp of making it into the starting role. Um, probably by the time he gets back, as long as he's uh, ready to go and healthy, he'll probably make it back in. But for at least for the Auburn game, he's not going to be playing. Uh, the other guy that um I had heard um got injured, but actually just ended up being a cramp was Jawan Johnson. Um, he's another wide receiver. He's a senior. Um, so carrying uh the Oregon receiving core. Um, he'll be back though for the Auburn game. Um, it sounded like it was just a cramp. All right, this is uh just some of the the feedback and things that I was reading about Oregon from their beat writers and understanding. Uh, where the offense of Oregon is is at. Um, so Ben, I'm gonna give you some uh some numbers and stats um about how this Oregon team is. Um, so they have ten returning uh, starters on offense. Um, they're second. uh, They have a second year offensive coordinator. So he's you know last year was almost like a getting ready, um, kind of teaching the guys the new offense, and uh, now the second year, really trying to bring a little bit of something else to the offense, um, being able to do a little bit more with that. Um, You've obviously got Justin Herbert. Uh, He's a Heisman hopeful. um, And uh, he's, he's pretty good from what I understand. He's very quick on his feet. Uh, He, he also seems to be pretty good, at least at throwing almost all the passes Um, though. There's definitely some games last season um, and I'm thinking about, there was a couple games I looked into the Washington state game where he was only 56% passing. And then even the Arizona game, he was only 50% passing. Um, so there's, there was definitely some, uh, issues with accuracy and, uh, getting it to his guys. Um, Ben, what are you thinking about the, the Oregon offense, um, going up the, with the Auburn defense?
1: Yeah, I uh, think that their offensive line better step it up another notch. Otherwise, Justin Herbert's going to be running all over the field and throwing <laughs> INTs left and right.
0: Yeah, and I and I like our DBs um, even more when our defensive line can get to the quarterback. And uh, <laughs> just considering how many guys Derek Brown, Nick Coe, could have easily gone to the NFL and decided to come back they're going to be hungry. I mean, they've had a whole offseason and are ready to just hit a quarterback in a live game. And guess who their first guy that they have the chance to do that? Justin Herbert. And uh, I know that's going to be exciting for them. Uh, one thing that I thought was kind of interesting, so Justin Herbert this year um, kind of sounds like the coaches are tr- starting to trust him a little bit more. He uh, is now being able to give in, uh, to give the option of if whatever the defense he sees in front of him, uh, he can actually call audibles. Um, so they're giving him some freedom with that. We'll see how that goes if he does much of that in the very first game or if it's a comfortability thing that later down the season he's able to do more of that. Um, as far as running backs, they've got a couple very solid running backs, C.J. Verdell and uh, Travis Dye. Um, both of them are sophomores uh c j had about a little over a thousand yards um had three hundred yards receiving as well uh travis dye had about seven hundred yards so both of them pretty consistent good running backs um even last year when they were freshmen, uh as far as wide receivers go they're definitely definitely very thin and uh i think this is where we can capitalize, even though justin herbert is a fantastic quarterback. I think this is where we could really uh really put a lot of pressure on them because my guess is they're probably gonna have to run a lot more um than they probably want to. Um and, and that means, you know, we gotta stop the run. And when we stop the run, they're probably gonna start passing a little bit more. And it sounds like uh the guys are just a little bit younger and inexperienced. Uh they're not able to necessarily always get open find the open spot and uh, I think that's where our DBs could step in the middle and uh, get an interception um, in this game uh, Ben anything uh, any observations and like understanding of uh, how they what do, you, what do you think their Oregon's gonna possibly do um, to almost get under uh, like get the ball past the line and keep it going um, against this really high-powered Auburn defense
1: they're gonna to have to. I guess everything for them starts at the line, and if they can block us, which that's a big if, then they might have some success running and or protecting for a pass. But I just think we're gonna tear them up. So I, uh, I'm sure they're gonna disguise some plays. I'm sure Gus is gonna disguise some of our offensive plays. <laughs> yeah. However, our defense is so intelligent. The guys have been around for so long, and I'm sure they've been prepping for stuff like that. They're they're gonna fill the holes. And run through them, and uh, I think it's just going to be a a good defensive outing on our side, mm-hmm. and then a good offensive outing on our side as well.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Um, and Oregon's defense sounds all right. Uh, nah. They have some guys that that are almost. I mean, not that they're necessarily talking a big game before, but they're pretty much saying, "Hey, we're ready to to play and go up against a true freshman." And I think one of their uh, DB's quotes was, "Uh, welcome in it, welcome Nick's into college football, which pretty much means like, hey, we want to like get to get to him and pick him off and just pretty much get inside Nick's head, um, which of course I mean that's our goal, um, with Justin Herbert as well. Um, and then I'm also I'm just kind of curious to see with the wide receiver situation that we have." how the Oregon defense is able to to keep us under wraps. I'm just curious to see how we do that. Um, if we can keep Nix, give him a, a few seconds, even, I mean, you've seen it. Nix is a pretty mobile quarterback. He can probably roll out if pressure does happen. And he does a great job of keeping his eyes down the field. And uh, because of that, I think uh, our wide receivers will have enough time to get back open. Um and I also think about it when we had not this past year, because will Hastings was pretty much out the whole season, but the year previous Stidham's go-to guy, a lot of times uh, just when he was under pressure was to will Hastings and to have him back um, as a safety valve for, for Knicks uh, has to be at least somewhat comfort- comforting, uh to Knicks. Uh, as far as special teams go, Oregon, uh, While they have a good punter, their field goal kicker was very subpar. Uh, This last season, they only attempted, only, like the whole season, three field goals past the 40-yard line. What? Like, do they they just not trust the kicker at all? And of those three, they missed them all. And I was like, hmm, reminds me of the kickers across the state from Auburn. So, yeah, that's pretty bad. Like if you can't even make a 40 plus yarder, like I feel like even some high school kickers can do that. And, uh, you're playing D one college football and you can't come on, come on. <laughs> um, Ben, any other thoughts about Oregon, um, before we start, uh, getting into our keys to victory,
1: man, I, uh, I just can't wait for this game to start and us just to roll them. It's it's going to be <laughs> yeah. a beat down.
0: I, I hope we do roll them. And like my, My hope, maybe this is a lofty goal, but I really want us to make a statement like we almost did, or like we did against Purdue at the end of last season. Um, I want it to be, because it's a primetime game, neutral site, I want us to make that statement and say, hey, we're here and you shouldn't take us lightly. Um, That's the kind of way I want us to approach this game. And I hope we don't, a uh, loose side of winning the game, but I also want us to really do a good job of also trying to <laughs> just show how good we are um, because I feel like we're still kind of under the radar right now, which is honestly kind of where I like it. Um, but I just want us to prove something and be like, Hey, we're, we're legit here. And uh, even though we have a true freshman, we're not scared of Oregon.
1: I bet we'll look better than Florida did.
0: <laughs> I, I sure hope so. <laughs> and, and dude, I I can guarantee you if we look as sloppy as some of the stuff that I saw Florida doing, Gus will get that guy off the field and be like, sorry, you lost your shot. And uh, put in the next guy um, because that that's just the way I feel like Gus runs it. And I, I like that. I'm like, if he's not doing great, get him out and uh, give another guy a shot. All right. So we got a new segment this year. Last year we did uh, players to watch. Um, We're going to change it up a little bit this year. Uh, We're going to talk about our keys to victory. Um, So our keys to victory against Oregon, we're going to do offense, defense, and then sometimes special teams, just depending on uh, what we think potentially special teams, the keys to victory are going to be. Ben, what are your keys to victory on offense um, for Auburn? What do we have to do to win this game?
1: Yep. So on offense, it'll be a balanced approach of running and passing, and then getting Nicks in the uh, in the mix. Nicks in the mix for some Ooh. running, some designed quarterback runs because we can utilize his speed and agility for sure against Oregon. Uh, one thing that's nice about their defense is they're a little bit smaller, so I think our offensive line is going to need to open up holes. We'll need to have that H back go and plug up. Whoever is coming in and establish a running game it it should be good though
0: yeah i'm I'm all about almost getting back to the way Gus runs an offense, which is uh establishing the run game and also giving especially early on Nick's some not only short passes where he gets the confidence up but also we need those really big explosive plays down the field. And for sure, from what I've seen of Nick's, he has the confidence to do that and has the ability to also do that. Uh, so I think those two things get the run game going and then also passing it deep is going to be very important. What, you, what are your keys to victory for defense um, and how you think our defense uh, can stop Oregon's offense?
1: Yes, yeah, so defense will be busting through the line. Uh, it all starts in the trenches for these guys and they're going up against one of the best offensive line units yeah. in the nation so it'll be a good test for our defensive line who I think will win that battle but one of the ways they win it is by you know getting outside or breaking through and if they're getting held show the refs mm-hmm. because all you have to have is a few flags thrown before holding kind of stops and you're now on top of the quarterback mhm so that's that's a big thing and then once we get that pressure on the quarterback secondary, be ready to pick the ball off.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a big key for us. Um, Cause I think Herbert's not afraid to throw the ball deep on us. And uh, my guess is Oregon's probably going to be willing to throw a few of those uh, really far deep balls. And uh, I, I think from what I've heard, the Auburn defensive backs are very fully aware of uh, Herbert's uh, ability and uh will definitely uh, pretty much take uh the back part of the offense um and where they're trying to throw it all the way down the field, take that away from them um and make them focus on the short and intermediate routes um and that that could be a key to me of defeating this team um maybe even i mean our defense just getting in herbert's face um is obviously another one. On special teams, I mean, I think our advantage is, obviously, Aaron Sippus. He, uh, this past season, had 44.2 yards per punt, uh, which ended up being 18th in the nation. And uh, I feel like towards the end of the year, his averages were even higher than that. They were closer to the 50 range. range. Uh, and I, I know this may be kind of weird, but I think Aaron was just getting into... Uh, and getting used to American football and how that works um, and how to really do a good job of kicking it where the guy cannot uh, return it very much, if at all. Um, So I think that could be a very uh, key for us on special teams. Um, Ben, do you have any uh, keys to victory for special teams?
1: Yeah, I think it's just look the ball in when it comes to our punt returners. Mm -hmm. Look it in and then once you have it established, make a play. Yep. If not, just look it in. Yep. Because that's one thing that can really kill momentum, and I think Oregon's going to be punting a lot, so we need to be sure to watch that ball.
0: Yep. And, and hey, when in doubt, just put your hand up, fair catch it. Uh, you'll have plenty of other chances to run it down the field um, later down the road if you're not completely sure that you can run it back. Um. All right, Ben, in our season preview we gave our score predictions and we're going to do the same way we did last year uh, where we did uh, how many points does Auburn or the other team win by. And uh, in our preseason uh, we had, uh, I had Auburn winning by 10 and then Ben, you had them winning by 17. Are you going to stick with that? Are you going to change it? How are you feeling about this working game?
1: So I think it's going to be at least 17 and that's, that's if we, you know, run up big and then, Play, you know, kill the clock in the second half. But if we okay. if we play in the second half with a Joey Gatewood seconds team, it could be way bigger. <laughs> I maybe I feel like Auburn's gonna make a statement in this game. I'm expecting it, and
0: I think and I hope Gus. And I, I, from what I can tell, Gus is really hyped about this season and particularly this team. Like you can tell, something's in the water over there in Auburn. He he's. He's ready to to show what we can do. And uh I think he's ready to ready to show that he's back in control of our offense. And uh I think that that it, it at least excites me, um, that we're gonna have such um at sometimes questionable calling. I, I still think we're probably gonna have some of that, but at the same time, there's gonna be so many great plays that Gus uh Gus draws up for this offense that teams just haven't seen. And uh, that's the brilliance of Gus. Um do you have any other uh thoughts before we go?
1: Man, the weather's here. Now we just have uh what is it, six more days? Yep. By the time the listeners hear this, five, four, three, two, three two. one. Yep. Get get ready for the college game day kickoff. Yeah. Taking over Texas. War yep. Eagle.
0: War Eagle. Uh, Ben, before we go, uh, where can the people find you?
1: Uh, You can find me anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G. And And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me there at Captain Planesman.
0: And you can follow me on Twitter as well at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.
1: War Eagle. Beat the Ducks!